Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so esoteric, it can even bore an energy drink to sleep. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2013 New Year's edition of the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly show dedicated to us pipe smokers and all things that we love. Hey, it looks like we've made it into 2013. We've survived the uh, end of the world from the Mayans. We've uh, survived the fiscal cliff here in the United States for now. Don't know what else we've got looming ahead, but I'm sure we're going to survive that too, and we're all going to go on smoking our pipes happily. In today's show, Pipe Parts going to talk about uh, finishes of pipes, sandblast, rusticated, smooth, and carved. My guest later on... A quick visit with Chris Tarler of Cornell and Deal. Uh, mailbag rant, music coming up. Got a special uh, dedication for a piece of music for today's show. Whole lot more. Hope everybody had a safe and happy holiday. Glad to get back to work. Glad to get back to my regular schedule personally, but. Uh, Let's sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thank you to SmokingPipes.com. Here we go. This is Internet Radio. SmokingPipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. It's a new year, welcome back, and I feel like partying like it's 1999. No, I'm not going to play any music. Alright, pipe parts, let's talk about the basic finishes that we see on pipes. Historically, pipes are made made in three different basic finishes, and we all know what they are. They're smooth, sandblast, and rusticated. Go back a hundred years, and the original smooth pipes were what we would consider now to be cross grains. The idea was that the wood was stronger if the expansion of the heat of the bowl would go against the grain. So they'd cut all the bowls to be cross grains. Ideally, when I look at a cross grain, the ones that I look at that are absolutely gorgeous to me are when the pipe maker has lined up the cross grain so that it is perfect on both sides of the pipe either front and back or left and right and then goes all the way up the shank with it now in the old days they weren't real weren't real concerned with 
what the grain looked like. So a lot of the original Dunhills and Barlings that you'll see out on the estate market, those are cross grains. They smoke really well, but they were cut specifically for a cross grain. The idea of the straight grain, we start to see that show up in the late 30s and then into the 40s and 50s and 60s where now we want the grain running perfectly up and down the bowl. That's counterintuitive to the strength of the bowl because as the bowl heats up and wants to expand, now it doesn't have the strength of the grains going across it to help support the bowl. But we think it looks a whole lot better. Now, does the amount of grain really mean anything to the smoking quality of the pipe? That's a big argument that people have gone back and forth over. I can tell you that I think that a pipe that is well-grained, whether it be a cross-grain or a straight grain, if it's got a ton of bird's eye on the sides and the top, those tend to smoke better for me than a less-grained or a more bland piece of wood. In my opinion, the grain helps dissipate the heat out easier. It helps make the pipe more breathable. It definitely means that the tighter the grains are, the older that piece of wood is and the bigger the burl was to start off with. So you definitely want to look for better grained pieces, whether it be a cross grain or a straight grain. That's preferential to you. I've got both. I enjoy both of them. It just depends on what I'm looking at. The pipes that bother me appearance-wise are the ones that, well, there's really no grain at all. It's just kind of washed out. Now, let's see if I can cover the other ones in a little bit of time here. Rusticated and sandblasted. Both are techniques for what would originally have been a imperfectly cosmetic uh, piece of wood. It would have been a pipe that had a big fill in it or a sand pit or something like that where it just didn't have the grain and the smoothness to look to look good so several pipe companies started sandblasting the pipes just a light sandblast to wash away whatever surface would be there and smooth them out Dunhill and Barling in particular started looking at this as a way of making the pipe a little more breathable a sandblasted and a, or a rusticated pipe has more surface area to the bowl. More surface area means it can dissipate the heat faster. It can get to a cooler, get to the cooler outside air faster. So you get a better dissipation of the heat from inside the pipe. So then you had certain pipe manufacturers, Dunhill and Barling in particular, that saw pieces of wood and they processed them or cured them specifically for a sandblast. Those old, those early Dunhill tan shells and, and shell briars, those were blocks of wood that were never, ever meant to be straight in the first place. Nowadays, we have pipe makers and some of the artisan pipe makers that specifically get blocks of wood and they don't even worry about trying to smooth it down to make a smooth pipe out of it. They know that they're going to make a sandblast out of it, and that's what they do with it. They just sandblast it right away. Rusticated pipes, and here's how you can tell the difference. Sandblasted pipe, you're going to see some of the natural curves or natural grain lines in the pipe somewhere in the sandblasting, or it's just going to be a very light, smooth sandblasting. Rusticated is done with an actual tool. 
dental tools, whatever it is, chisels, dremels. It's just a random, it's a, it's a pattern that is done randomly to scar the surface of the pipe, create more surface area, and erase whatever blemishes might be there. Costello is the first large manufacturer that I know of that is still around today that started making their sea rock briars, which are all rusticated. Those are pieces of wood that they know they can't make a straight grain out of. They process them, cure them, and treat them specifically to be a sea rock pipe. That pipe was never intended to be a smooth or a sandblast. It was set aside specifically to be a sea rock. So therefore, you don't have to go through all the sanding and smoothing down to find out that there is a rough spot in it. They just take it right over, and they've got a couple of artisans that are that are just amazing with the tools, and they carve out all that, that sea rock finish. Those pipes are cured, processed, and treated to be to specifically be a sea rock. So now we have another layer added in. You've got smooths, sandblasts, and rusticateds. It is true that nowadays a lot of the pipes that are originally that are that come out of factories sandblasted, those were intended to be smooth, but something happened along the way. There was some cosmetic thing in there and they didn't want to put a fill in it or whatever it was, so they just sandblasted it and off it goes. Carved pipes. And this is, in my opinion, more of a uh, Danish thing. And you'll see it a lot on the Danish freehand styles where they take the pipe, finish it, smooth it down, but there's a spot in there where it just won't just won't look right. So what do they do? They carve a little pattern in there. Sometimes you'll see it. They'll carve a triangle shape and they'll just scar up that area, stain it black, and then finish off the pipe in smooth or whatever it is. It's just It's a way of carving in there. Sometimes you'll even see where they'll carve a little leaf design into that spot. Well, that spot means that there was a sand pit or a fill there or something just wasn't right with that spot. So instead of sandblasting it or cutting it out and putting a fill in there and filling it with putty, they just spot carved that spot right in there. You'll also see that on Meerschaum. Meerschaum is either in smooth or... If there's a spot that's a problem, they'll do a little design in there. When they're carving a Meerschaum pipe and they want to do it in a traditional lattice design, they may have to move the design as they find an error in the in the block of Meerschaum. So it all depends on what Mother Nature gives them. Now let's go back, recap the whole thing. I will tell you I have really good pipes in my own collection that are sandblasted, rusticated, and smooth. And they all smoke really well because if I get a pipe and I don't like the way it smokes, I trade it off or sell it back or do whatever to move it on to somebody who it may smoke real well for. It just depends on finding the right pipe and finding the right pipe for you. For anybody that tends to be a little bit of a hot smoker, I always suggest that they look at sandblasted or rusticated pipes so that way they get more surface area. Anybody that tends to be a clincher or does stuff with the pipe, you know, does stuff while they're smoking the pipe and want, you know, working in the yard, whatever it is, I always suggest that you have a rusticated or a sandblasted pipe. So that way, if you accidentally drop it, it's not going to scratch up a perfectly smooth surface or if you bump it into something. 
A lot of people call them car pipes. Might be a pipe that you keep in your car for long drives or for that minute when you got some time and you're out and you want to have a pipe. Well, now you've got your sandblasted or rusticated pipe sitting in the glove compartment or wherever it is. It's not going to matter if it gets a little scratched up because it's already a scarred or marred surface. So again, try them all. Tell me what you think. I like all different kinds of pipes. Just depends on which pipe works well for me. So, hey, in just a minute, Chris Tarler. This is Mark Tinsky, and you're listening to Pipe Magazine Radio Show. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. Please join me and welcome on the telephone, Chris Tarler of Cornell and Deal. Welcome, Chris. Well, welcome. Thank you for calling. Hey, Happy New Year to you and your family. Well, thank you, and the same to you, sir. And how is the family doing? Uh, we're doing pretty well. Uh, it's been, been a little rough uh last couple of months, but uh, we're getting better at it. Um, so uh, life goes on. I did speak to your mom a couple of weeks ago. She sounded uh, sounded great. It was great to hear her voice in the office there. So she's still keeping an eye on you. Yeah, about uh, two to three days a week she's in the office, in the mornings usually. Um, she helps me with the accounting and uh, that kind of thing. Well, good. Um, tell her, how long ago did you join the, the family business? Well, Brian, I joined the family business uh, four and a half years ago. I've been involved before that with shows and as a pipe smoker, so I was very familiar with the business when I got here, and I've been here about 44, like I said, four and a half years as chief uh, operations officer, and uh, now I'm the president. So you were actually the one doing all the work all along anyway. That is correct. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Bucks County, uh, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. It's right north of Philadelphia, uh, right near, uh, you know, fairly close to the Delaware River and Washington's Crossing. And can can you give us, just for those that don't know, can you give us about a one-and-a-half-minute history of the Cornell and Deal Company? Uh, sure. Uh, Cornell and Deal started with my father and mother about, uh, it'll be about 23 years, I guess, in April, Um they, uh, Dad started it when he retired, and he went up uh, and bought the old Amar and Atlas Blend Company and uh, transported it back to uh, where they were living in Pennsylvania at the time and uh, started it there, started slow, and then uh, they moved down here to western North Carolina because my uh, sister has two children, and they were growing up, so they wanted to be closer to them, so they moved it down here, and eventually it's expanded into uh, the plant we are now. At now, I'm sorry. And that's in Morganton, North Carolina. Morganton, right. It's in the northern foothills. We're right, uh, we're about um, 20 minutes south of the Linville Gorge, where they filmed um, Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis. We're it, close to Asheville, Boone, that area. Uh, it is pretty country, and it's also uh, Appalachian State Mountaineer country, so. That is correct. 
a couple weeks back, uh, maybe, well, a couple months back, I mentioned the uh, outpouring of emails and comments that came in after the passing of your father. Uh, was there any that stuck out in your mind? Oh, all of them. We were so overwhelmed, um, both as a family and as our family and the plant, our workers. Um, uh, where to start? I mean, Richmond, when they signed the signed a huge card with mom and dad's picture on it to dad um the international uh, pipe clubs and uh pipe carvers that send condolences um our customers our merchants i mean our vendors it's just been it's been incredible um brian you were at the wake so um, you kind of got the flavor for it um it's very hard to describe my father um He's unforgettable. Once you've met him, he's not a character that you would easily forget. It's the best way to describe that, I think. Your father's personality filled up the room and made it big enough for everybody to come inside with him. He did, and he his attitude was always what fun. You know, that's what that's what it was about, you know. Life was too short not to stop and laugh and and have a good time with it. So now, and going forward, now, besides the Cornell and Deal branded tins, who else do you produce tobaccos for? Uh, we manufacture all of the Greg P's line of tobaccos. Uh, and we also manufacture all of the Hermit lines of tobaccos, the Captain Earl series. And uh, we also do some proprietary blending for uh, smokingpipes.com. Um, and we also do tinning work, a lot of tinning work for... Uh, both um, pipesandcigars.com and uh, Smokers Haven in Columbus. And when you when we talk about tobacco, can what what percentage of the tobacco that you guys produce is aromatic versus the non-aromatics? Oh, probably um, fifteen to twenty percent is aromatic, um, maybe a little less than that. Um, most of ours are English Burleys. Um, some Virginias. I want to expand that in the future a little bit. Most of the drugstore, the uh, or the more popular price tobacco is an aromatic, and so you'd be more on the boutique, uh, high end side of it. Yeah, we're um, we're hand blenders, and we pride ourselves on quality um, and uh, and quality of tobacco product and quality of service. Um, that's really what we were founded on. Um, we kind of classify ourselves as a boutique business, I guess you could call it. Um, be the best way to say that. Can you take us through real quickly the the beginning of a blend? If you're you've sure, wor- you've worked on a couple of blends in the past couple of years. Take us through the beginning of the idea of a blend all the way to the finished product. Okay. Uh, well. First of all, the germination of the idea usually starts with um, either a name or an idea you have that we have to blend with it. Uh, if I have an idea of tobaccos that might uh, blend well together in percentages, um, generally my uh, my master blender uh, or shop foreman, uh, Ted Conley, and I, and Keith Tony, our sales manager, will work together on it, and we'll come up with something that uh, that we like. Uh, and then we'll figure out a name. Sometimes the idea comes from a name, uh, and that brings up the, the blends of tobacco, the types of tobacco we want to use in the blend. Um, 
So it can go either way. Once it's done, then we go after uh, artwork for the tin, and then uh, we go after the introduction, the marketing and the introduction. And your artwork oftentimes has a uh, sense of humor to it. Yeah, we're uh, we, we're very fortunate. We have a local artist here by the name of Rob Pritchard. Uh, he was out in Chicago a couple of years ago doing some artwork there um, in the tent at the show. Um, he's very, very good at what he does. He's a commercial artist, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. What's a recent blend that that you can uh, that you can point out to everybody that was done based off of an idea for a name? Oh. Uh, recent blend would be uh probably the most recent of that would be um good morning um that was an idea we did uh off of that um what else um that's the one off a name we've done recently i'm also doing one now presently that i'm going to be opening up soon uh it's called a working man series and we're going to start with uh the name of the first one is going to be morning drive and uh, Rob Pritchard, artist, has started working on the artwork already, so I'm kind of excited about looking at that. Um, and then we're going to do something to deal with a lunch break and then something to do with, you know, a cocktail hour or an after-work kind of smoke. So that's our next uh, our next project this year. So We'll be back in just a minute, but when we come back, we'll find out more about uh, other new stuff coming out. Fact, Cup of Joe's is the largest selection of pipes and tobaccos on the web. Fact, for over 17 years, Cup of Joe's has maintained the highest standard in customer service. Fact, your thumb is the same length as your nose. Told you, cupofjoes.com. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. Chris is still on the phone. Chris, it's a new year. What do you see coming up for in the industry? Uh, I think if if the trend continues, it's going to be very good. Uh, We've noticed uh, probably about a 15% increase of sales this year. Um, I've talked to my suppliers and my uh, and my customers alike, and they all say the same thing. People in the industry are pipe smoking is is really increasing, uh, which is nice to see. Are you getting? Uh, are you seeing it increasing in any specific area? Uh, I'm seeing an increase in two areas, uh, Brian. Uh, the first is with uh, younger folks, uh, you know, between the ages of 20 and 35. And um, then the other increase is with people coming off um, cigarettes. You know, older folks in their 40s, uh, middle-aged folks, I should say, in their 40s and 50s. Yeah, thanks. Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same age. It's okay. Yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> we're no longer young kids in the industry. No, no. So you And you mentioned briefly some of uh, the new series that's coming out, Can and I kind of cut you off on that. Can you finish up with what? what that's coming up and what it, what are the blends going to be give us give us a little teaser or something okay we're going to do uh we're going to do a, a virginia burley blend for the uh the morning drive time and i'm probably going to do a nice uh, a nice uh, rich uh, rich english for uh 
afternoon, and then for the cocktail hour, I'm thinking about a, uh, I'm thinking about a, uh, a Virginia Perique maybe. And they'll be released in the in the standard small tins and uh, and a large tin. Yeah, two and eight ounce tins, uh, as well as uh, sixteen ounce tins, uh, will be probably what we'll do with that. It'll probably be a tin series as opposed to a bulk, because I like the the artwork is going to dictate that. So. You know, you guys are one of the few companies that does multiple sizes of tins. Can why that? Why did that come about? Well, we had we had requests for uh, larger size tins, um, and it's kind of worked out well. So we do it, and then we also are now uh, we're producing for uh, overseas for people in uh, Russia uh, and um, that area. And we do uh, 100-gram tins for them as well. Um, so we're doing, doing four sizes of tins now and bulk. And there is a uh, there is a bit of a savings if you buy bigger. So Yes, it, there is. And there's also a bigger savings if you buy a 2-ounce tin because we offer 57 grams as opposed to the normal 50-gram tin. There's uh, two and a half extra pipe bowls in there. That's right. Uh, any new GLPs, tobaccos? Yes, we have a new uh, Pease Tobacco Navigator that's uh, coming out uh, this week, and um, we're kind of looking forward to it. It's a, uh, a Navy Flake, uh, pressed flake, uh, so it should be uh, should be very popular, as Greg's as Greg's blends usually are. So this would be good uh, a good opening for it. And are you still producing the original Two Friends series? Yes, that's very popular uh, in a lot of uh, stores, and we also sell uh, some of that in bulk as well. Um, the English chocolate uh, was the last one that uh, that my father and Greg did together, and that's gotten some great write-ups. Uh, and, uh, you know, Celtic Mist, Valley Crucis, that series does real well. It's almost become a mainstay. It, it has, uh, and it's a lot of, uh, a lot of requests for... Um, that's kind of funny, but uh, those blends have done have been slow growth. But as they've grown, they've the popularity has increased over those blends over the last few years, and it's nice to see. And the other thing that I like that you guys do that is uh, very different from anybody else is you also sell or provide just raw blending tobaccos for sale. Yeah, we do a lot of that, uh, both with uh, a few retail customers we have, as well as. Um, with uh, the stores we sell to. Um, it's kind of nice. It's a neat uh, feature of ours, and uh, they get that to work with the same tobacco as we do. So if you want to blend some of your own at home, yeah, you do have to get a pound or so, but you can uh, you can get a chance to really play around with your own home blending. Oh, yeah. And we have, like I said, we have uh, a few customers that do that. And they'll call me for advice on the phone and, you know, call mom, and, you know, it's kind of neat. And when you're not at work... What are you doing? Um, playing golf or hiking with the dog or working on the house. So what are you doing to the house? Well, we've done, uh, we had some water in the, uh, we had some water in the uh, crawl space underneath. So we, uh, I repaired, we repaired that. And um, then we are, uh, we're constantly working on gardens and pruning. My mother is a huge gardener. You've been there. Oh, and it's beautiful. So you beautiful. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, so it takes takes some work to keep it that way. So. so so all week long you work for her, and then on the weekends you're working for her again. That is correct. She's a hard taskmaster. 
Alright, we will finish this up, and I haven't prepped you for this. Are you ready? This is the Fast Five final questions. So, Go it, ahead. It is five questions, short answer, first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yep. What's your favorite pipe? Uh, Ardor or a Bob Hayes. Your favorite tobacco? Our 300 apricots and cream. Your favorite place to smoke? Uh, anywhere I can. And your favorite drink? Bourbon. And your favorite thing to do while smoking? Bourbon. <laughs> and bourbon and bourbon, and uh, I'm catching a trend there. Yes. Chris, I want to thank you. The best to everybody up there in Morganton for the new year. Well, thank you, Brian. It was nice talking to you. And uh, give your mom a kiss for me. I will. If you want to find out more about Cornell and Deal, the website is Cornell, C-O-R-N-E-L-L-A-N-D-D-I-E-H-L-D-I-E-H-L.com. It's Cornell and Deal. And we'll be back in just a minute. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. I'm your host, Brian Levine. Hey, uh, those uh, tobacco blenders, they're awfully uh, closed-lipped on some of their secrets. I tried to get some stuff out of Chris, and he wouldn't agree to answer them, so uh, couldn't even ask him some uh, secrets, but he did give us some insight into what's coming up. Tried to ask him about what it's like to work with Greg Pease, that uh, maniacal maniac of an egotistical uh, sum of a gun that uh, we all love dearly. And he said, yeah, Greg's just a wonderful guy, and what a easy time it is to work with Greg. And, you know, all I had to do was agree with him, because Greg's one of my favorite people. Three little words. You got mail. In the mailbag. Hey, don't forget my friend Ron needs help on uh, finding places to smoke in Paris this month. And uh, hope it's not too cold in Paris in January. But uh, maybe you can, maybe you can, you guys can suggest some places to him. Uh, post any comments or questions that you've got about the show. Post them right there in the forums. I do check them out all the time. I know that over the holidays everybody's uh, schedule's been hectic, and when you haven't had a chance to sit around and listen to the show on a regular basis however the uh, episode with grant baston grant batson sorry fourteen thousand downloads 
record number. Glad the show's getting out there and people are enjoying it. Don't forget where the show's available after the uh, after the 8 p.m. broadcast on iTunes and several other server podcast servers so that you can take the show with you wherever you go. Uh, hey, did you guys get uh, any good stuff for Christmas? Listen to this routine that I found about uh, Christmas gifts and see if you recognize somebody's voice in there. Uh, with Dave and Veronica, and I know, Veronica, you would like to tell your mom, Mom, please, for Christmas, don't buy me blank. And my mom, she is the sweetest lady in the whole entire universe. Mm-hmm. But she buys me, like, little figurines, like statues. <laughs> I'm not a knickknacks. Little, little hummels and stuff like that? But what if they're like the collector type? No, it's, that, that they're not, value they're not the, the collector type. Oh. My mom will go. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Okay. She'll go to the store and she'll see like a little ceramic thing. And she's like, mm-hmm. Veronica, I thought of you when I bought this. And then so it breaks my heart because I'm not a knickknack person. I know. But yeah, then yeah. I keep them and I've got like this little army of yeah. figurines. My mom, I, one time she <laughs> bought me like these plate plates, a plate collection with hunting dogs on them. <laughs> I'm serious, it's a, and, and and so I think now she has them in her possession. But she goes, whenever you want them, I have them. Okay, no problem, no Aww. problem. It, but it was like, oh, but it's a whole series of plates. You get 24 of them over a period of time. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Aww. And then I had to tell her to stop buying me flannel shirts because there was a time in my life as a teenager that's all I wore is like Levi jeans and flannel shirts. And uh, she was buying me flannel shirts into my 20s. And I'm like, I'm I'm over that. It's it's it's. But they remember a certain phase in your life where they just kind of stop yeah. and don't really uh, adjust as you get older. It's I, like they. At least your mom's still not buying you granny panties like mine is. God bless them. Moms are awesome, but sometimes they just miss the mark. 632 now. We start out with uh, Sheriff Bob Galtieri, Sheriff of Pinellas County. We asked her the question, Mom, don't buy me. Ties. Oh, really? (laughs) It was always a tie? In actually, I like to get them myself. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't, but I do, and people always give them to me, so I always say don't do that. Was it always wrong color, pattern, what? All the above. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for Christmas, Mom, please don't buy me T-shirts, right? It's like as I stopped growing from middle school. Just stuff I would wear at middle school, like little uh, cartoon skateboarder guys. That explains the shirt you're wearing now. That's really nice (laughs) that your mom bought you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, please don't buy me. Garage sale clothes. And everything that she'd buy me, I'd give it back to her when she was having her own garage sale. And she had no idea. And she had, well, no, she didn't even remember where it came from. She's like, oh, this is cute. I'm like, you bought that for me at a garage sale. And now I'm giving it back to you for your garage sale so you can make your money back. Mom, for Christmas, please don't buy me candy. She always overdoes it on the candy. Lollipops, Twix, and Skittles, and everything. And it's just candy everywhere. And uh, candy canes on the Christmas tree. And I really just don't need the candy. I don't need it. Fill in the blank. Mom, please don't buy me a fake stuffed guitar. She bought you a stuffed guitar before? No, I'm just saying that would be like the worst thing to get oh. ever. <laughs> For me, it was about 12, 13 years old. I just told my mother, stop buying me presents, socks, underwear, shampoo. What kind of socks did mom buy you? Tube socks, you know. Just so they all the calf high, like a little below the knee. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. The yeah. sexy ones. Yeah. yeah. What is that item that you don't want your mother to buy you? Underwear. You don't like it when mom buys you underwear? No. She was she buying would... me a Speedo. She... The Speedo. <laughs> your mother buys Speedos? Yes. Yeah. What well, was a Latino thing, you think? Yeah. Okay. It's a Latin thing. But I mean, like, a, the underwear is a Speedo, like green, red, all the colors, blue, anything. It looks like a, I, a, like a carnival or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's not right. So you got a carnival in your pants? Yes. That's right. Well, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Snow is falling. That is uh, PipesMagazine.com's own Kevin Godby in there not wanting a... Uh, stuffed guitar for christmas so 
Hey, everybody, make a mental note of uh, stuffed guitars. That's uh, I think that's what we ought to get Kevin next year for Christmas. That was on the uh, local FM station in Tampa Bay. What did you get for Christmas? What did everybody get? Let me know. Let me know what everybody got for Christmas. Also, did any of you get a chance to do any reading over the uh, Christmas break or the Christmas season? Anybody uh, check out any of the books that we talked about? I spent some time poking around on YouTube, found a couple of presenters. One of them uh, matches. I'm sorry to see you're going to go. Enjoyed your uh, enjoyed your YouTube presentations. It was nice to have somebody just point out a bunch of people that you could uh, go watch and see what they were doing. So I spent some of my time on uh, Christmas break on uh, YouTube. I also spent my uh, Christmas break watching... A couple of online auctions of three pipes in particular. And want to say that I used my own my own online auction bidding guidelines. I found the, found the pipes that I wanted, saw them, marked them, kept an eye on them, waited for them to come to their end. And about four hours before their ending time or when it was really convenient for me, I put one bid on them. Well, I thought the bids were good enough and... Uh, Got outgunned on all three of them, so no uh, no Christmas presents for uh, no Christmas presents that I bought for myself. Hey, got a uh, got a message. Uh, yeah, it'd be a great idea to get a uh, show organizer, club organizer as a guest. I've been uh, in contact with Linwood Hines back and forth. We've been trying to work out a time for him to come on the show and talk about the early days of the uh, Richmond Pipe Club. So maybe this will uh, help both myself and Linwood motivated to get him going here. Got a whole lineup of some interesting guests, more pipe makers. We've made our way now around all the local uh, tobacco folks. So we'll try to get a little bit more detailed on uh, some of the tobacco interviews coming up. Trying to keep it a good mixed variety of guests on the show so that we get a little bit of pipes, a little bit of tobacco, a little bit of collector, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Next week's show, uh, PipesMagazine.com cartoonist Jerry King will be my guest and we'll learn about uh, Jerry's background. He'll be the uh, first uh, cartoonist artist as guest on the show. I do want to say on a uh, sad note that the world has lost Bill Unger. Uh, Bill was the, uh, among other things, was the uh, leading force behind the NASPC Pipe Collector and the uh, Columbus Pipe Show. Uh, Notification went out the end of November that he was uh, not doing well, and we lost him January 1st. The Pipe Collector and the NASPC, they spent the last couple of weeks of his life making sure that it was all set up to continue going on. So if you are not a member of the NASPC and if you don't get the newsletter that comes out six times a year, you're missing out on some wonderful information. I would like to ask that everybody stop for a moment. Uh, Think of Bill. Raise your pipes up high. I'm going to play one of uh, Bill's favorite Bob Dylan songs in his memory. Well, I ride on a mill train, babe. Can't buy us 
was a big fan of Bob Dylan and that was one of his favorites that was it takes a lot to laugh it takes a train to cry Bill here's to you we'll be back in just a minute 
I have scoured the endless expanse of the universe looking for the perfect pipe, and after years of searching, I have found it right here on Earth. The best pipes in the universe, only at couplejoes.com. There's nothing quite like a good book, or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. again the first show of the year is running way over schedule i guess i got a lot to say since the holidays and all that and i'm all rested up and ready to go but let's get into a little bit of a rant here all those shoppers club or membership cards all the cards that your grocery store the drugstore all those program cards that every one of these retailers wants you to be a member of in order to get the best deal. If I carried around every one of those cards, I'd have a bulge in my pocket that would make me look like, well, I can't say what it would make me look like, but that's the only way it would make me look that way. Why, oh why, oh why, can't you just give us the best prices right up ahead? Well, I'll tell you why, and I know why. It's because they're harvesting all this information from us, the buyers, They're selling all this information that's targeted out there to all their suppliers so that they can run promotions, run deals that best benefit us or them, whatever, however you want to look at it. Either way, they're giving up our information for free, making us carry around a card. And if you don't carry the card, then you don't get the best deal. Well, now a lot of them have gone to, if you just give us your phone number, we can pull up your information. So great. Let me tell you. Now you've got to slow down and you've got to let the let the cashier know what your phone number is and have her type it in while you're sitting there waiting to pay. Why don't you just give us the best prices right up in front? Or if you don't want your information given away since uh, you know they're not going to uh, give you the best prices right away anyway, you got to fight for the best prices that you can get. Create a fake phone number. So that's what I've done. We uh, have a old home phone number that is the phone number that we give to all these listings, and we give them a address that's not exactly correct, so that they can't really get all that information out to us. But long story short, I don't like carrying all those cards around. I don't like filling up my wallet any more than I have to, and I don't definitely don't want a keychain that looks like a uh, spongy ball with all kinds of prickly cards coming off of it. Hey, I hope uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Got plans for the show to get bigger, add a few more segments into it in the future. If you're interested in advertising on the show, contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com. And don't forget, for artisan pipe makers or your uh, brick-and-mortar smoke shops, we've got a special ad deal just for you guys. Go ahead and contact him there. Want to know what I'm doing? Keep an eye on me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. I accept them all. I wish everybody a happy and prosperous and enjoyable 52. One more episodes of the Pipes Magazine radio show for 2013. So, 
Thank you to SmokingPipes.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather This episode is dedicated in the memory of Craig Tarler and Bill Unger. We will definitely meet again.